Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. If you've been following us around on the social medias, you know that we've teamed up with Bijack out of St. Louis for all of the CEP Network merchandise for all of the shows. So I'm not going to lie, I really didn't have much merchandise personally, and I've been seeing people pop up with hoodies and shirts and other swag all over social media. So I went ahead and ordered a bunch of stuff recently, and I could not be more happy. Bijack has raised the bar on comfort and convenience. Go to buyjack.com slash CEP and take a look at the tees, hoodies, mugs, and koozies for Raised on the Radio and the rest of the CEP network and get some gear. You'll be glad you did. In this episode, we talk about the UCLA versus Gonzaga game, the beef between Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant, DMX's overdose, and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And just reach out in general. Let's let's talk. Let's, uh you know, give us some topics for the show, all that kind of stuff. Let's do it. Uh, before we get into the show, we're going to play the very first track from Patrick's new project called Rocky Rocky. Make sure to go follow them on all the socials. And without further ado, this is the track titled Hope from Rocky Rocky, and that will lead you into the episode.
Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Cole Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoom land as usual. How are you, sir, this morning? Happy resurrection of our Lord. Yes, absolutely. I apologize for being late to the show. I was uh, I was too busy making sure my hair and shirt looked perfect. I knew. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. So I'm gl- I, want, you know, I apologize. You know no, I, I need to apologize to my co-host for being late this morning because I was I had to be pretty. But I want you to know I have something I have something later. That's why I have to look pretty, you know. Um later on I'm getting gutter gutter punk poser tattooed on my neck, and then I'm gonna do a photo shoot for it that's gonna be seen by no one. Okay. Okay. I, I app- How are you? I appreciate that you take the extra time to look look pretty for the show. I appreciate it. That's what posers are for there, guy. How are you? I'm good, man. How is your Easter going? Did you do an Easter egg hunt? This morning, I have not. Is your is uh, your son old enough for this? Like, like to, would you even do the Easter egg thing for him? Like to hunt eggs in your yard or anything like that? Uh, so we we haven't. We well, we're not here because my wife is working. She works holidays. Well, this holiday anyway. Uh, but I'm going to my to my sister's later. Okay. Uh, and I guess they're gonna do one, but they weren't. So I just like I I just asked. Because you know, you know, when you're when you, you start asking the questions you never asked before, like Easter egg hunts, uh-huh. I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> they would be like, "Hey, the kids are going outside to do the Easter egg." I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna pour myself another drink." Um, <laughs> but now I was like, "Hey, by the way, are you?" Because uh, it's still they're trying to keep it like COVID safe or whatever. I, I get it. Um, but I was like, "Hey, are you gonna do an Easter egg hunt?" And her response was, "Well, it's just my kids and and Clyde, so." we can and because her kids are older now like they're too old for easter egg hunts and i was like oh well we don't have to i was just curious i mean it's not like he knows what he's doing um and also he can't walk so i'm gonna be (laughs) carrying him around picking up eggs and going hey isn't this neat it's purple and then oh man he can't have what's on the inside because he'll swallow it and die so uh so i guess we're doing one i don't know whatever easter's like I, i think i said this before easter is an odd holiday like I feel like a, ho- a lot of holidays are weird for a, a child. Like, I, I see people who, like, have newborn babies, but they feel like they have to take them out for Halloween, and they're just holding a bag and just, like, trying to get candy from people. And, your dude, your baby's newborn. Like, it's a month they're old. They're getting candy for themselves. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's odd. I mean, we... So, yeah. I took him out last year, but we didn't go trick-or-treating. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I just dressed him up and uh, went and saw a few people. But um, yeah, Easter, I mean, growing up Catholic like I did, when you're a little kid, the stuff you have to go through for the Catholic religion up to Easter, so the prep up to the day that they say Jesus came back from the dead, uh-huh. it is some scary, creepy shit, man. Give me some examples here. I'm not, I, I, I did not grow up Catholic, so I'm not sure. Okay, so I went to Catholic school, 
So we would always go to church in the morning and do stations of the cross. That's what this is called. Okay. Where they essentially reenact the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if you know the story of his crucifixion, yes, but it's yes. goddamn brutal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And to a fucking second grader, you're like, what is this? This is nuts. <laughs> I just remember sitting there going, I'm confused. One, two, this is creepy. Three, I'm fighting off a boner, so I'm not paying attention, oh really. So like, <laughs> anyway, it's just creepy shit, man. But what can you do? That's the way I was raised. So, Oh, jeez. I get it. I get it. It is, man. I, I mean, Easter. But now it's about Easter bunnies and chocolate. and The only thing I remember, the only like memory I have of Easter that I like held on to, because I remember my mom would, the Saturday before, She'd go, hey, do you want to stay up late with me and dye eggs? And I would always willingly say absolutely, because that meant I got to stay up later. And you know what came on on Saturday nights? Motherfucking American Gladiators. And there I lived go. for that shit when there I was a kid. Yeah. So I was like, yes, I will do that. <laughs> and then I would stay up and watch American Gladiators. Nice. So there you go. Yeah. But you never really got into like the dyeing of the Easter eggs and all the colors and all that kind of stuff. It was literally just for American Gladiator. That's all you it cared was just about. Just for American Gladiators. <laughs> she caught on quick. She's like, just go, just go. Just you can stay up and watch it. Just go. I don't want your help. You're doing a half ass. It was one of those things where you ask a man, like, will you help me? And they'll go, Yeah, I'll help you. And you do a bad job on purpose, so they never ask you uh -huh. again. I was already doing that in the first and second grade. So I blame my mom. <laughs> or you could blame American Gladiator. I'm, I'm just I'm just picturing your mom telling you. Dude, you're doing a half-ass job at dying Easter eggs. Just go on. Just leave. <laughs> she well, yeah, but it would have been yelled at me because that's oh. you know that's how she speaks. Oh, okay, so, very high volume. Um, <laughs> dude, that basketball game last night was insane. Dude, insane. Let's let 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 me play a clip from the very end before we actually talk about it because okay. it was amazing. Hang on. For a national championship. Oh, the right side of the floor, defended by Kispert now, drives, leans in, the runner, comes up short, choosing the rebounds and puts it in. We're tied at 90, three seconds left. Here's Suggs the other way, pull up, three for the win. Yes! Yes! Set yes! of the championship game! He knocked from 40 at the buzzer! Yes! The Bulldogs! The thing I love about that clip and it was tweeted this way. That's how I discovered it. That guy yelling, just saying yes, was Adam Morrison. Yeah, um, I've seen the name, you know, but I'm not, I'm not sure who that is. Okay, so he is a Gonzaga legend. Okay. Um, he he was he was considered, uh, so he, he played for Gonzaga. He was an All-American, was a badass in college. Really good score. He uh, lost to UCLA, um, ironically enough, his senior season to go to the Final Four. I'm pretty sure it was the Elite Eight. Yeah, um, lost on a last second play, kind of like the one kind of like the one last night mm -hmm. or they had the ball. They had the last chance. They had the last shot of the game and they missed. And, but he got drafted, I think number three in that year, the draft following that. Um, and he was considered to be the next Larry bird. And he's, he's now he's considered to be one of the biggest flops in oh, wow. NBA draft history. Really? Um, it just, it just didn't work out. It just didn't, it just didn't transcend yeah. in the NBA for him for whatever reason. Yeah. But in college, he was, he was a badass. Um, so that was him, you know, screaming and yelling like that, gotcha. um, which I thought was funny because, yeah. you know, he's still he's an alum. He's that's he's in a, he's a ride or die for Gonzaga. So, yeah, uh, very cool moment. That game. That's one of the best 
one of the best tournament games I'd say in history. People yeah. were saying like, oh, the last few years, I'm saying, fuck that, dude. Considering who was playing, they're undefeated. They're playing an 11 seed who honestly, all things considered, got lucky to even be in the tournament. So who they were playing, it goes to overtime. That's one of the best games ever. dude. Yeah. Back and forth. like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was texting you. We were texting before, and I was like, dude, Gonzaga literally, like, legit, like, legitimately has four five-star players in their starting five, possibly five. Like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Those kids are so good, and it, it looks so easy. That Timmy kid, everything he did looked easy. Yeah. Defensively, offensively, yeah. like, it just looked easy to him. Yeah. And it makes you really upset because he's got that stupid facial hair, <laughs> and he always flexes after he does something. Yeah. Uh, but that's, dude, that's basketball now. I get We're it. in the Steph Curry era of basketball, so. I get it. Um, yeah, great Great fucking game, man. That was unbelievable. You know, but, you know, I was looking at these guys last night, like trying to picture them on an NBA court, though. Even that, you know, they have five spectacular starters. Do you, could you see all five of them playing in the NBA? No, no. Uh, could you see any of them? Like, like yeah, even Jalen t- Suggs, Jalen Suggs, the guy that hit the game winning <laughs> shot is a, he's a lottery pick. Yeah, for sure. Now he came yes. from, did I hear them say he came from like South Florida? Did he play? Is he a junior? Did he come? Like, did he play his first two seasons at somewhere else? I don't know. I I don't know. I think that's. I don't know. That's the thing, dude. I I only saw them play probably two or three times this entire year. Gotcha. One of them being a tournament game. Gotcha. Because they're on the West Coast, so they're always on late, and I never stayed up. I'm like, I'm not gonna stay up and watch you play fucking BYU. Yeah. Like, I wanted to. Um. So I I didn't and and I didn't do. Unfortunately, I didn't do my my due diligence and do research. I know. Timmy's from Texas. I want to say Suggs is from Minnesota, dude. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe they were talking about somebody else or something. I don't and know. that Ayali kid, Ayayi kid is from France. Yeah, Kispert's knew- a senior. So I think Suggs is definitely going to play in the NBA, and I think he'll be good. Uh, Kispert could be like a Kyle Korver type, possibly. He's going to have to really, really up his, his three-point percentage, mm-hmm. meaning the percentage of shots he actually makes. Um, but I could see him playing at the next level. Uh, Timmy, I don't know. I, he might be undersized. That's for what the I'm. NBA. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't know. Like he, I, he I, like I, he, I he's pretty, he's very uh, impressive in, in throwing his weight around now. But I, but you know, you go up to that NBA level where you've got guys who are seven foot tall, and you know, I don't. know. Yeah, that. but it's it's a less physical game, man. They say that every year about a kid. He's like, he's not physical enough. He can't play, and then it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They go there and they 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 develop their game. Like he'll he'll probably develop into a jump shooter or something. Yeah. And he's still going to be able to rebound because teams don't rebound until the third and fourth quarter of NBA games anyway. <laughs> so it's like whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. All of those kids could potentially be playing at the next level. Whether it's the NBA, I don't know. Definitely pro overseas. Definitely in the G League. That point guard kid, as quick as he is. Dude, he could probably start in the G League and work his way up to a team. That kid is lightning fast, dude. That kid runs like a fucking deer. Yeah. It's just like he was just all over the court all night. Like, and he didn't get tired. He never looked tired. Like, none of those guys looked tired. That was the more impressive thing about that game on both sides. Neither team looked tired. Yeah. They played an overtime game. Yeah. Where it was this final score was 93 90. So it was a back and forth game. Good game, man. And there wasn't uh, much rest for any of them. I think the only person that was in foul trouble was Timmy, and he he only sat for a 
you know, maybe a minute or two. There to- yeah, it was kind of funny when Suggs got his third foul, I want to say. They sat him down for one play. Yeah. I was like, why did, why did you? Okay, whatever. Bring him back in. You need him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think it hurt UCLA because that Bernard kid was in foul trouble the whole game, and he was the only one. Yeah. And he's like one of their top rebounders and sort of he kind of makes plays happen because of his his uh, his defense and stuff. So uh, there's a great game. But, um, but isn't it, isn't it kind of like everybody kind of is excited for upsets, right? Every year. Sure. You know, so so now we're do, we have a number one against number one. So it's kind of like a, I mean, it's still exciting. It's still going to be exciting, but it's still like maybe kind of not as exciting because it's like. Okay, well, this is kind of what should have happened if you really think about when you play seeds on, you know, on teams. Well, those are the two best teams all year. Yeah, Baylor and Gonzaga were the two best teams all year. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the two best teams are are playing each other. Um, it'll, it it should be a good game. I, I mean, it should be because Baylor is really talented as well. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch. Yeah, I would watch regardless of who was playing. But right, yeah, I think it'll be good. So while we're on the basketball topic, you also sent me over, um, which I mean, it's been big news here lately about Michael Rappaport and uh, oh, Jesus. and uh, Kevin Durant and this whole thing. Can you break this down for me, like exactly what, where these messages are coming from and all that before I play any kind of clip or anything? <laughs> okay, I'll try. I mean, I'll try. <laughs> I, as you know, they're both best friends of mine, so I have the inside scoop. So okay, uh-huh, yeah, they. They go back, so like, um, they know each other. Rappaport had Kevin Durant on a show he does called The Shame Game, where they basically call out people, they call out trolls online, and they put them on blast. So they know each other. Um, but I guess Kevin Durant was being interviewed by Charles Barkley, and he got asked a question, uh, and, and he was kind of a, he was kind of a little baby about it. Like he usually is Kevin Durant. Let's, let's be very, very clear here. We're talking about two guys who are super sensitive. Okay. One likes to talk shit. Okay. But also reacts to people responding to him talking shit. That's a bad, uh, bad medicine uh-huh. for what's happening. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. And then the other is a super sensitive baby NBA player. He's a pampered person. Sorry, if anyone dislikes me saying that because you love KD and you love the way he plays, that's cool. Yeah, he's a really good player, but he's a bitch. Anyway, um, Charles Barkley asked Kevin Durant a question. Kevin Durant was a little baby about it. And then Michael Rappaport just posted like, hey, just answer the fucking question. You know, you're super sensitive. I'm paraphrasing. And then Kevin Durant started sending him these DMs, basically calling him a pale bitch, saying he'll spit in his face the next time he sees him. Uh, Talked about his wife said he would fight him meet me on west 17th street and okay and so the reason that this even got out is because michael rapaport leaked those messages online right right Mm -hmm. so people are people are upset about that they're saying you know why would you leak personal messages you know that was supposed to be private why would you bring those out into the open and then other people are saying, whoa, it's kind of out of hand what he was saying. He's talking about his wife, this and that. So we kind of understand why he's upset, but also why are you leaking private messages? So really it is it is about, A, why is Kevin Durant so sensitive? B, why is Michael Rappaport exposing private conversations? Um, but, uh, but it seems like these private messages were started by Kevin Durant. 
I believe so, yeah. So, I mean, they're both considered celebrities. So why would anybody think differently? Why would anybody think that this wouldn't happen? And why, like, you know, Stephen A. Smith, was. I'll I'll play a clip here in a, a few about it, but he's like, you know, as far as like the streets go, you don't do that. You know, you don't leak messages like that. And you know, you, you uh, violated okay. street code and whatnot, which I'm I was so like, glad you said that. So play that clip then. Okay. Please. Hang on. Give me two. You, seconds you had here. to bring that part of it up. I wanted to wait <laughs> on that. Well, look, I don't think anyone didn't expect it necessarily, but there, I mean, it's look, I mean, if you and I were talking via text message and then you put those on Twitter, I would be upset. It's private conversation. Now you and I aren't celebrities, right? Which means that there are less consequences to you or I, you know, there are less consequences for you and I either A, talking to each other like that or B, talking about someone else like that, whatever the case may be. I mean, if I send you a text and I say, say, hey, your wife is probably ashamed of you. Why don't you meet me down in the woods and I'll spit in your face, right? If I said something like that to you and you put it on Twitter, can I be mad? Sure. Should other people be like, hey, man, why would you put that on Twitter? Sure. But wasn't I an asshole for saying that? 100%. So whatever whatever happens after I say it, it's I'm, I'm just as much yeah, to it's blame your, as yeah, you are. Yeah, it's your fault because you did it. But, it. but it's also like, wouldn't you want to expose somebody for being a douche and saying things That's, like that? You got the clip queued? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go back to that question. Right, so here play, we, play this. Here we go. Uh, in a second. All types of street code. Here we go. First things first. Let me call out Michael Rappaport. Bro, you should, you violated all types of street code. You know the rules. That was a private message from Kevin Durant to yourself. You had no business making it public. I know Michael Rappaport just like you do, just like various others do. I like Michael. He's crazy sometimes on social media, but incredibly hilarious. You all right? Incredibly hilarious. Here's the deal. And I'm cool with him. You know, he, he knows where I stand. You had no business exposing private direct messages from Kevin Durant. Period. Now, knowing Michael, he'll probably say that man mentioned my wife. The minute he did that, all bets were off because Michael could get emotional off. like that. Not understand off. it. You still had no business doing that. You're a grown man. And you've had contact face-to-face and otherwise with Kevin Durant before. You had, there, were, there could have been opportunities for you to squash this privately. You did not have to make that publicly. So he was wrong for doing that and violated all types of street codes. Let's just call that what it is. Having yeah, said that. You can't call it what it is. My question to Kevin Durant is what's going on? You got something you need to tell us, bro? Something going, something going, on, something going on? That's really what you're doing? You missed about 25, 26 games. You went to Brooklyn, you averaging 29, 30 in the 18, 19 games you played. Everybody been waiting for you. I know that you coming off an Achilles and everybody waiting to see what you're going to do come playoff time and all of this other stuff. But damn it, last time I checked, you do get paid to play regular season games as well. All right, good enough. Anyways. Stephen A. Smith knows nothing about street code, first of all. But second of all, the street code that he's talking about that other people have mentioned too, like Steven Jackson put out a video where he was like, Hey rap, I was cool with you, man. And, uh, again, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, I was cool with you, man. I consider you a homie, but he's like, you and I have had private conversations about other people 
you don't see me exposing those to the world, right? Right. Fair enough. Um, that's fine. That's that's personal business amongst adults. However, does street code really apply to a white Jewish actor in his fifties and a soft ass bitch made NBA player? Does it really apply? Does it really apply? Are they on some street shit? Is there something I don't know about the two of them? Neither one of them run the streets. So what is Stephen <laughs> A. Smith talking about? Right. They're both professional people. That's the code that you, that's the code that was broken because Kevin Durant has to pay a fine. He had to pay a $50,000 fine, which I think is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. The NBA should not have fined Kevin Durant for that. The NBA shouldn't be involved in that at all. It's bullshit. He got fined for DMing somebody that has nothing to do with basketball? Because it was uh, misogynistic and, and uh, anti, it was homophobic. So I guess that's, in, I guess it's in his contract. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Ridiculous. So that's why people are mad at Michael Rappaport, because he's costing Kevin Durant money. There's no street code. Neither one of those guys are on the fucking streets. That's what it's about. They're both professionals, and one professional costs another money. However, exactly- and Michael Rappaport did a video where he said he had to see some sort of ramifications as well. He didn't say what they were. I know. He's on a big Netflix show. I'm sure Netflix isn't pleased right. about it. Yeah. Why would they be? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't make these things public. But but also, Stephen A. Smith, how are they supposed to – what are they supposed to meet on the corner and talk about it man-to-man? No one does that unless they live on the street. Yeah. No one does that. It's, it, it's a very bizarre situation. I Look, I think both of them are wrong. You know what I'm saying? If someone messaged me and was talking about my wife – mentioned my wife and said they were going to spit in my face and said they wanted to fight me, I'd be upset. Hands down. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what's wrong about it. The other thing that's wrong about it is Michael Rappaport took it public. Um, shouldn't have done that. I don't think he needed to do that. Um, I think he should have just kept it going, to be honest with you. <laughs> Fuck up his game. He's not a Brooklyn Nets fan. Why don't you get him angry? So yeah. he plays poorly. You're a Knicks fan. You want to see the Nets win the, chi- the title? I don't. Um, so, like, that's what's wrong with it. And then other people talking about, you know, street codes. And I, okay, let's, let's, again, let's slow down. We're talking about a Jewish actor in his 50s who has kids and a wife. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and Kevin Durant, a guy who sat there for 15 minutes and cried about his mom when he won the MVP. I mean, come on, dude. We're not talking about anyone who obliges who abides by some sort of street code. It's just, when he said, when Stephen A. Smith said that, I was like, A, what the fuck do you know about that? And B, it doesn't apply. It just doesn't. You know? It's so funny to me. Um, that's Stephen A. Smith trying to act like he's in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you think? I mean, if someone sent, well, look, dude, we, we do a podcast. We put it out in the, we put it out into the world for the public to see clearly. That's why I'm so pretty. Um, <laughs> So, you know, if, 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 a, if a person you kind of know, let's not even say me, don't use me as an example, because we're, we're, we're homies. But if it was someone you know, an acquaintance, you've been friendly with them once or twice before. That's it. Uh, 
let's say, let's say for fun, I know you don't like to do it because you're scared of success and oh, controversy, Jesus Christ. but let's just say we talked about someone on this podcast, <clears throat> they caught wind of it and they started sending you and I direct messages, whether it be on Instagram, on Twitter, maybe they have our number, whatever. Right. And they start saying stuff about your wife and my wife and they want to fight and, and they're spit in our face and this and that. How upset would you be? Realistic. Just, just as, you're a non-confrontational person. Just as a That's matter, why I'm asking you. How upset would I be is just a matter of them messaging us and threaten mm-hmm. and threatening and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. Okay. What would you do? But you're asking would I be pissed enough to take those and show them on the podcast or show or put them online or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean it, it depends. I guess I guess it just depends. And I and and I understand where you're going with this, but I, I kind of I look at it differently with people who are in the news, like in like celebrities. I, I just I think it's I think it's a bigger deal when you get there. And yeah. and that's why I'm not necessarily against Michael Rappaport rap I keep calling him Rappaport. Michael Rappaport um putting those out. Like I get it that people are mad, but then again, I'm not mad really about it. Because it I'm, because I'm, it exposes a guy who's a, being a complete douchebag. For sure, for sure. But he didn't really, in the moment, handle it the best way. Michael Rappaport's known for talking shit. He's the self-proclaimed king of talking shit. Yeah. Right? But but also, but also like, in, in our day and age, like, putting that stuff out there is the ultimate call-out on somebody. It really is, like this, and, and like that's this, what people like, have to understand. Like the situation it, it you're really talking is. about. If people were messaging us and threatening us, and I were to put that out on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whatnot, that's like the ultimate call out on, listen, this guy's a, a douche, and you guys need to know he's a douche. See, that's see, and that's where, that's where I agree. I think calling the person out isn't the bad thing about it. I think the way he did it is the bad thing about it, meaning okay. releasing snapshots, screenshots of the messages. Okay. If you're the self-proclaimed king of talking shit, why don't you get on Twitter and talk about it? Talk some shit, right? So maybe go on to Twitter, call them out on Twitter so right now everybody, yeah. everybody can see it all. All he has to do is go on Twitter, which he loves to do, go on Instagram, which he loves to do, and say, hey, 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 KD, you got all these things to say to me. Well, let me let me go ahead and tell the world what I have to say to you. Okay. He doesn't set necessarily say what KD said, Right. He just said he had he had all kinds of things to say about me and my wife. So let me let me go ahead and clear this situation. Let me let me air out the situation. Let me clear it up. Um, he could have done that, but also that's just silly too. But that's but that's the nature of the the work that he does. That's the nature of who he is. Gotcha. Uh, the thing that's funny, like I said, he's the self proclaimed king of talking shit. And believe me, I'm I'm a Michael Rappaport fan. He is in two of my favorite movies of all time. Possibly three. Actually, no. He's in three of my favorite movies. Um, I've seen him do stand-up. I've met him. He was nice to my wife and I. Um, so I, I, I'm a fan. So I, 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 and believe me, I am not, I am not a Kevin Durant fan. I will admit he's good, but I'm not a fan. Um, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm choosing sides here. But Michael Rappaport is the self-proclaimed king of talking shit. And if you read what the messages said, he didn't really do that in the moment. He kind of like, kind of like shelled up a little bit, right? Yeah. And he said something along the lines of, "Why don't you go to Brownsville and take care of the kids or whatever?" Because Katie's, you know, uh, that's the other thing people were talking about too. 
um, there. So another podcast, it doesn't matter who they are. They were talking about this and they said that this is what Michael Rappaport does. He, he's a clout chaser and what he does so he can get his, his true feelings out is he big ups the black man until he, so he kind of like, he big ups the black man to get people sort of off his own back. And then he says what he really wants to say about people. Um, okay. Look, everyone on the internet who does a podcast has a YouTube channel, post content on their social media is some sort of clout chaser. Okay. So for two guys who have a very big podcast to call him a clout trout, but they don't, they're not, it's very hypocritical. They went on to say that they're hypocrites too, that they do the same thing. So, okay, fine. Gotcha. Um, but everyone, everyone who has a show like we're doing right now, you're chasing some sort of fucking clout. It, it's the way it is. We're talking about two celebrities. One could call that clout chasing. Right. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So like uh, people are talking about that. I don't agree with that whole. He's like a a closeted racist guy who, who, who let's stop with that. But they said, like, you know why are you so quick to tell the black man to go take care of his own community? They're like, you're from New York. Why don't you take care of the kids in Brownsville? You're a celebrity. You got money. So it was a very goofy thing for him to say to Kevin Durant in the moment. I was kind of like, eh, that's, that's, uh, well, first of all, is it ever cool for a white man to tell a black man to go take care of his community? <laughs> anyway, that's kind of like, whoa. Um, so, uh, but also, Mike, Kevin Durant's not from New York. He just plays New York. You're from New York. Go take care of your own community. You know what I mean? So people could also say that to him. So uh, anyway, it's a very silly thing. Uh, the biggest the biggest thing about it to me that drives me crazy is that Kevin Durant got fined. It's just, come on. Yeah, that that's, that's an odd. I can see it from NBA's perspective, though. Um, it's hard to attach money to that, but that's pretty much the only thing that they can do, I guess, uh, as far as like disciplinary wise. But you know, Kevin Durant is just a ha- his name is attached to the NBA. NBA is attached to his name. So if he goes out and does something like this and then is, uh, you know, thrown out in the media about for it, NBA's got to do something because it's hurting NBA's image. I get, I get it. It's just weird. Oh yeah, and they have a squeaky clean image, or they're trying right. to win it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Yeah. well, look, let's be very clear. There was nothing misogynistic or homophobic about it. Just because someone puts that in a headline, that doesn't mean that's actually what it was. But people are going to take it as they want. People are going to interpret it it the way they want. So who am I to argue about that? Um, Yeah, it's a very strange situation. I don't, I don't Michael Rappaport posted a video in, in response to it, which was really funny, dude. He was on Joey Diaz's podcast like a couple days ago and they okay. didn't talk about it. Are there two people? <laughs> are there any other two people who you would want to hear talk about that situation? than Mike, Michael Rappaport and, and Joey Diaz. And they didn't, they didn't. And I'll have to keep watching. I haven't watched the full episode, but to I, my knowledge, I would like to it know, wasn't addressed. I would like to know Joey Diaz's side on that. Because you know Joey Diaz don't give a shit about any what anybody cares about anything any word that comes out of his mouth he does not care. No, but and they, I don't think but, he has to toe the line anymore either, does he? Because he's not not in Hollywood anymore. Yeah, um, 
Maybe that's why Rappaport didn't take it to his show, though. Like, I, I feel like he would have to be extremely prepared <laughs> for going on Joey Diaz's show with this with, with all this information. Like, he would have yeah. to be able to back up every single word that came out of his mouth and all that because not only, I mean, you can be best friends with Joey Diaz, but he's still going to call your ass out if you, you know, if he thinks that you're on the wrong side of the fence. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I said, I was super bummed that they didn't address it. But Michael Rappaport's video, he was sort of half, half-assed half apologizing, trying to sort of justify. I was like, I, I, to be honest with you, man, I don't need you to justify. I don't need an apology. That's just me. Uh, you did what you did. You know, he did what he did. Um, but that's the thing now. It's like, and it's not just comedians. It's everybody in the media. You know, you've got to, if people feel like they've got to make some kind of apology or they've got to get out in front of shit so it doesn't get too big. But then it's like everybody still looks at you knowing that the only reason you did that was to try to get out in front of it. You know what I mean? Like you make the apology to make yourself look like the good guy, but people still know that you're just doing it to try to make this go away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you do want to make it go away because he was fined. Yeah. But again, it's 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 a done deal now. So what does it matter? Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I didn't even think about it this way, man. The NBA does really have a, or they're trying to have a squeaky clean image. So I didn't even think about it that way. I still don't think he should have been fine. But also, <laughs> I, I guess why, kind of like you, I'm uh, in a little tiny way defending Michael Rappaport on this, in a very small way, is because I just think Katie's a bitch. <laughs> so you're biased just, is what you're saying? I just, do, I just do. Like, Katie's been busted with burner accounts, like going back and forth with fans on social media. He's a super sensitive guy when it comes to criticism. So, like, for him to react like, you know, I'll spit in your face, meet me here, you know, uh, for him to react that way and then say it was a joke. It's like, mm, was it, man? You've been caught going at fans before, right? So he's cre- so, like, so he's creating fake accounts just so it's not under his name to, yeah. to man. To go back and forth with people. How yeah. do you, man, is, it, is that an ego thing? Like, what, like he just can't take that people are, you know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He's super sensitive. But guess what? Yeah. So does Michael Rappaport. Yeah. But he admits that he has burner accounts. That's the <laughs> difference. It's like, I got I got burner accounts. Yeah, I talk shit to everybody. But why not do it by yourself? Uh, as yourself. Whatever, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's... I think... What was I saying? So, yeah, so that's why I'm kind of like, it, it exposes a little bit like, hey, I thought this was like the 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 NBA's darling, you know, the NBA's golden child. Here he is threatening me and talking about my wife. Like, look at this fucking guy. I think that's why he exposed it, but I think it fell flat. I don't think it worked the way he thought it would. And it didn't. It didn't. Because people didn't think about it that way. So like, they didn't when, think about it like, he, oh, that's KD. He's supposed to be the MVP. Like, why is he talking like crazy like this? Like, no one thought of it that way. So you're saying if he was going to put it out, he should have done it a different way? Like, do you think he was playing victim by putting it out? Yeah. 
That's the other problem too. Okay. A guy who talks so much shit for him to sort of victimize himself. Gotcha. Is very strange. Gotcha. But you know what? Look, man. Look, but, look, 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 look. <laughs> you know as well as I do. If someone talks shit about your wife, that's where the it, there's a different. Yeah. Say what you want about me. Mm-hmm. I'll go back and forth with you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, talk about my wife or my kid. That's where we have an issue. Right. Now, again, it doesn't mean I'm going to expose private messages online. I'm just saying there's, you know, internally speaking, there's there's a there's a, 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 a switch that flips when you do that. Yeah. You know, um, it's so it's so funny. Uh, it made me think about. Um, it made me think about this, uh, this shit I had to deal with years ago with someone who was, uh, attacking my then, uh, girlfriend slash fiance, yeah. uh, online. And, um, it got to a point where I was like, well, I'm not involved, but w- at what point do I stay out of it? You know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Cause some of the shit was brutal. And then when I found out it was the same person who dedicated an entire blog to hating them on me, I was like, Oh, well I'm, I'm, I'm going to going to go ahead and tap in. I'm ready. Yeah. But, uh, it, it made me think about that. Um, it just, it, and in the moment you're in the moment, you're trying to sort of stay contained and not be emotional and not react viscerally to anything and just sort of, give the facts and keep it straight and you know um but unfortunately when you're fighting with dummies on the internet they don't do it things that way yeah. they don't live by the same creed as you right they try to hit you below the belt and they try to do that quick right and they make up shit and they fucking exaggerate shit and all that shit right and i mean um, and not to go too deep into that but you you know who you were with was you know they had things to lose if it you know if in, they're in if, the media yeah if you were to have really jumped on this it could have been bad for her correct correct right so with you ultimately i had to it, was, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been that big of a deal probably <laughs> um and that guy was doing what he like what he did for a living anyway so still does it he's still um, out he's still out there doing that yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. He has a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you should start like a like a Twitter war or something with him and we'll post it online. What do you think that'll do? You think that'll get Stephen <laughs> A. Smith talking about it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if he dude, oh, could you imagine if my buddy Stephen A. Smith ever mentioned my name? What would you do? Would you be excited about know. it or pissed off? Oh, both. Both. Oh, my God. That would be a party. I would take off work. <laughs> Not going to lie. I wouldn't work the next day. This might be bigger than St. Paddy's Day for Patrick. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, let's slow down. Maybe. It depends on what he said. Depends on what he said. I'm trying to think in my head of what it could be. Like, what could Patrick Blair do that Stephen A. Smith would mention his name? Um... If I had to guess, it would have to be probably something race related. Which you know, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. That's what I'm me, thinking. So. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. No, I'm just saying. I would have to. 
there would have to be something that he disagreed with that I said, or who cares? He's never going to talk about me. <laughs> anyway, what do you, what do you think he thought about? Let me, let me just say this, that, that final four game between UCLA and Gonzaga was, uh, I thought it was going to be ruined. I really did. By? I, I, by Miley Cyrus's performance <laughs> before it started. <laughs> what did you think of that? Because I made you watch it. Well, okay. So actually, okay. So you didn't make me watch it, but you sent me a video of you watching it and your son hating it, which was, that was great. Um, but <laughs> he was screaming at the TV. He's like, why? He can't talk yet. He can't say words, but I know what it was. He was, why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan by any means. Uh, she had like, you, you said that she has like one range of note. That's it. It's just, it's one note. And it's like, yeah. it's like she, does she smoke all the cigarettes now? Like, is that what's, is that why her voice, like she, you also made the comment that she it's like she's uncomfortable in her own skin. And I kind of make yeah. like to me my reply to that was that like every time we see her now she's like in a different persona it seems like she's she's trying to um bring back like an older um I don't know I don't know what she's trying to do. She's trying to be a rocker chick. Yeah, like a Joan Jett and, or something like that. Oh. Like she's That is so disrespectful to Joan Jett. <laughs> you take that back. I apologize to Joan Jett for that. But Jesus. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like she's trying to take it back to that, or bring that back in people's eyes, or something. I don't know what what that is, but maybe it's because she's tr- that she's trying to. She can't hit all those notes anymore, and maybe and maybe she's trying to tap into something that she can fit into. I'm not really sure what, I, or maybe she just loves loves that music. I don't know. It's yeah. just weird. I don't like it, and I. Didn't realize that that was like the intro into the basketball game, which really pissed me off. I just thought you sent it to me. I didn't know what you were watching. Then all well, of a sudden, then all of a sudden, I'm like, game. "Well, I'm gonna sit down and watch the UCLA and uh, Gonzaga game. That's cool." And then I turn it on. I'm like, "Son of a bitch! You've got to be kidding me! You're making you're me watch this." <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure she's gonna say. And actually, I think I've read that she's already said this that she. She's a rocker chick at heart, and she grew up on all of these these musicians that she's covering on stage now. Um, yeah, well, she's not. She may be a fan, but she's not. That's not her. It's not her. Uh, she looks uncomfortable. And just because you put on some cool leather clothes and you grow out a mullet and you do rock and roll poses on stage as photo ops does not mean you're a rock and roller. Uh, and that's what she did. It, it was so funny. Like I was watching her and, and she's, this is just going to be me being a hater. It's fine. As I'm watching her, I'm going, yeah, she's uncomfortable in her own skin. She's not a good performer. She's singing the same note. She doesn't have the range. I don't know if she ever had the range. I, I've never watched her live as a pop artist, but she doesn't have really any range at all. She kind of stays within her comfort zone. And then like, She's doing these weird movements on stage, but what she was doing, and I know this is what she was doing. She was doing poses with the mic so people could get a really good photo and make Absolutely. it look like she's really, really rocking out. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're not rocking out at all. Yeah. You're walking like a snail across the stage and you're moving your head down and bringing the mic up to your face to make it look like you're really straining and you're really, really in the moment. She was never in the moment during that. It was gross. 
Um, Let me ask you something though. Have you been in that scenario before? What do you mean? Like if you're playing a festival or you're playing a concert or something like that, and you know that there's a cameraman up front taking pictures of you directly at this time, do you do anything? Of course. <laughs> what are you nuts? No, 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 no. I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I know a few people. Um, a few, a few guys in bands, especially front men, um, that do this as well. But I can, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for them. If I see the person and I can see that they see me, that's when I'll do it. Gotcha. But my whole performance isn't based around right. that one opportunity where they're really going to capture a good photo. Yeah. Um, no. It's funny. Um, so that's what she was doing. And God, it was just so... I, 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 but also, you want to know what really angered me about the whole thing? and I think you were watching at this point was the mic drop at the end. Yeah. Hey, asshole. Hey, asshole. You're playing a pregame show for the final four. Okay. You're not playing Woodstock. (laughs) You're not playing rock on the range. What are you mic dropping for? There were like little 14 year old girls down on the, the court watching. They're like families watching. You're so rock and roll. What is she doing? Go, go, go to a rock and roll festival, win over the crowd with that set you did last night, and mm-hmm. then mic drop. Then you're allowed. You don't get the, you're not rock and roll because you dropped the mic. Oh, what a rebel. This is a really random Ugh. question. When, when did the mic drop happen? Like, when did that become a thing? Long, long time ago, dude. Was it a long, that long ago? Long time ago, dude. It's nothing new. Okay. It's nothing new. It seemed newer to me for some reason. No, no, no. I okay. mean, you can find videos of, uh, let me think, let me think. I know there's, I know I've seen it before. I think it's from like a legendary late night performance. I think you can find videos of Chuck Berry doing it. I swear mm-hmm. to God. Okay. Like, I swear to God, it's that old. Like, it goes way back. Wow. It's not anything new. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I, I guess what I'm looking at is mic drop, meaning like the mic drop was a statement. Like not just a matter oh, it was, of like, it, was a, it was a huge statement. She yeah. just rocked the house. <laughs> Fuck off. You didn't do shit. It's good. Ugh. I hate that I'm like this. I really do. I don't like that I'm like this. But the, these these artists, they bring it out of me. I swear. Um, you said something about her voice. I don't think she's a smoker, dude. You don't think so? She said something when she was on Rogan's podcast about something happened to her voice. It's actually like some sort of. I guess it's a medical condition. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Um, but her speaking voice is considerably gravelly and gross. Which didn't used to be that way, right? I don't I don't think so. I thought she I do remember again, I don't pay that much attention to Miley Cyrus for me to even know this. But I Okay, I'm gonna, gonna embarrass myself. I do remember from the Justin Bieber documentary, Never Say Never, um, when she was still just like a teenager in that she had a very deep voice for a teenager, like a teenage girl, like okay. a very mature sounding voice. Okay. Which even back then I thought it was odd. I was like, oh, God. that's oof. Um, So whatever. I, I, yeah, I don't think she smokes, man. She probably does. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> She might be one of those people that, like, you'd be totally surprised. You, 
we would know that by now, right? There would be something on TMZ. I thought, there would be some I thought, sort of... I thought I've heard about it. Maybe not. Maybe I made that up in my head just really? to make myself feel I mean, better. I don't that know. That sounds like a job for the Google machine. Oh, snap. Here we go. Let me just Google Miley Cyrus smoking. No, I'm definitely not going to MileyCyrus.com. How dare you? You should. Let's see what we got. Uh... I wonder what the medical condition could be if it was, if there's something that's, unless it's like something with her vocal cords or something. She is a smoker. Yep. I just, I just, I really feel like her voice has got more gravelly over even the past few years. Now, I'm not like, you know, buying her albums and listening to them. However, just any, any small amount of performances that I've seen her do, you know, like the Super Bowl and stuff like that, I, I just feel like it's, I think, I feel like it's progressively gotten worse over the past few years. Possibly. I mean, a medical condition combined with smoking, that'll, that'll do it. But you would think for somebody who's in her position that knowing that smoking can do that to you and can affect do what or like can affect your voice and your voice is what you need to have a career. That seems odd, right? But then I guess if you think of every rock and roll star ever, maybe that was a stupid statement for you to make. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't stupid, but I mean, if she wants to be rock and roll, that's there are legendary rock and roll guys who smoked all through their career true still sang and sang well so true there are some guys too which you can't like freddie mercury was a smoker and it's like god how in the holy fuck yeah to be honest with you you can be a smoker and be a singer but if you're taking care of yourself otherwise meaning getting sleep staying hydrated it it can affect people negatively it can impact people in a bad way fast but some people, it doesn't really, it doesn't really have any any effect on them at all. Yeah. Um, not that I'm advocating that you be a smoker by any means, but right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a bizarre performance, man. I just remember I was I, I was watching something else on my phone because I was doing something in my kitchen, and there was like a moment of silence in what I was watching, and then I just heard, uh, "We will rock you," and I was like, "Who the fuck?" Like, I didn't see it. I just heard it coming from the other room and i just stopped and I, and I closed my eyes i'm by myself by the way and i just closed my eyes and i'm like who the fuck is singing that and i peeked around the corner i'm like you gotta be it's like let me stop what i'm doing and so well it intrigued you enough to stop what you're doing to go watch it it's what it's supposed to do yeah so she succeeded is what you're saying she wins i lose as always <laughs> now you just come on the show to bitch about it <laughs> yep yep <laughs> It's well, uh, she did she did a cover of Jolene. Apparently, everyone talks about. Really, yeah, I haven't seen it. Hmm. I just don't. I just don't like her, man. It's bad enough that I'm sexist and I don't really like female singers all that much. So she's just for, with me. She's just doomed <laughs> for me to hate her. You know. <laughs> Um, and when I say I don't like female singers, let me just make it clear. I don't dislike them because they're female. It's just, it's for me, it's a, it's a, it's a style thing. It's a voice thing. Yeah. There are some female singers that I really, really like, you know, um, 
I think are well. Look, there. Just because I don't like you doesn't mean you're not talented, and doesn't mean you're not a good singer. It just means I, it's not my thing. Right. Let me make that very clear. You know, uh, Miley Cyrus in her own right is talented. It's just not my thing. I don't think she's a good performer. I don't think that. Uh, you'll never hear me say that. Vocally, yeah, I think she can sing. Like, she's a karaoke chick. You know. Yeah. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There are a million people who do karaoke every Thursday night in this city that are awesome. That could probably right place, right time, right people could be, could have a record deal, you know, and could be some sort of, some form of pop star, country star, yeah. you know? Oh, you know what? I sent you a text like a week or two ago and you never replied on it. Uh, oh boy. That Brandon from Incubus is now going to be working with American Idol. Did you see that text that I sent you? Yeah, and I am really upset about it. What do you mean? Uh, I would have What's to. I, I would have to Google it. He's he's working with the artists. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I said that to my wife. I didn't respond to you, but I said that to my wife. She goes, "Yeah, I thought you knew that." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I go, "So wait a minute. You knew this, and you didn't say anything to me." So now you're mad at her. So you're googling it. Yeah, I am. Hang on. Give me two seconds. Yeah, I am mad at her. Uh, okay. Brandy so. Boyd, Incubus, appeared, uh, appearing on American Idol for All-Star Duets Week. Ugh. Incubus Frontman is one of many artists taking part in this season's American Idol All-Star Duets Week, which features contestants singing alongside well-known musicians. Other famous participants include Josh Groban, One Republic's Ryan Tedder, Jewel, Maroon 5's PJ Morton, Brian McKnight, Wait, Brian Maroon McKnight, 5's man. PJ Morton. I don't know who why that would is. it be someone other than the singer. I don't know. It's a good question. Country stars Jason Aldean and Jimmy Allen, singer-songwriter Ben hang on. Rector. Hang, hang on. Uh, isn't Maroon 5's Adam Levine right? That's him. Yeah. Doesn't he do another show, like another music show? So that's probably why they're not going to bring him on the to help on American Idol if he's on The Voice, right? Those are like competi- com- competing shows. Well, as long as he's not a judge, I'm okay with it. If he wants to help someone out and sing with him, whatever. Ugh. I think he should do the Max Singer. The what? The- <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I think Brandon should do the Mask Singer. The Mask? Don't tell me you don't know what that is. You know what, what you that is. You have TV. You, you have TV. Masked, masked, like as in a mask over your face. What are these words? There is no possible way that you don't. What are these words? You're farting at me. Okay, so are you just mad that I'm saying this, or you don't really, you really don't know what the masked singer is? I don't, I don't don't believe you. I don't believe you. This has been on for like (laughs) this has been on for like five seasons now, and it's like one of the biggest shows in the country. Okay. Survivor's been on TV for 40 years. I've not seen one episode. So what oh, I haven't mean? either, actually. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to. Uh, um, so what would he do on The Masked Singer? What, what, what would he do? Would he sing? Would he, what would he do? If I describe this to you, it's going to piss you off so bad. Yeah, so then don't. Why, why, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Um, because. What's the over-under that the song that he does a duet on is Drive. Why do you, why do you say that? Just because it's just because one it's, of the most popular. Because it's TV, yeah, yeah, and that's like what other song would they do? 
I mean, you don't know Incubus enough. Well, I, enough do, I I mean, I I know quite a few tracks, but I don't I don't know what like it would have to be something that people know. Like I would say, okay. Drive. You know. See, you're you're more like you're more of a fan. Incubus older though, right? Like um, say it again. You're more of a fan of Incubus, like older Incubus though, right? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. No. Um, did, did, now. Okay, what about the album that had like Megalomaniac on it? What mm-hmm. was did that album pass a lot of people by or no? No, it was a big album. It was? Okay. Yeah, Crow Left of the Murder. Yeah. It was a big it was a big album. Um I like that album. Um my least favorite album, well, one of my least favorite albums of theirs. They've had some ones come out later that I would definitely say I like less than this one, but Morning View is probably their most popular album. It's the one with Wish You Were Here. and Yeah, okay. Um, at the time, and up to up till when Crow Left the Murder was released, that was my least favorite. So what, it's good. What it's about, good, but... What about Pardon Me? What album was that on? That was on Make Yourself. Okay, okay. Make Yourself is... is my favorite record by them. And, and again, that's, so that's an early record by them. I get that, but it's, um, one of my favorite records of all time. It really, really, I mean, uh, for me, for me changed the way I looked at like writing music and like at the time, the type of singer I wanted to be and, and everything, it just changed. It just made me rethink things. Gotcha. Not that I was trying to be Brandon. Cause I can't, we, we don't have, we have, we don't have similar anything really um but it just changed the way i thought about it so it has a very very special place in my heart um yeah well it's actually a good segue because we're to kind of wind down the show a little bit but something that you absolutely hate doing unless somebody else antagonizes you to do it Whoa, 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 whoa before you do what you're doing which i think i know what you're about to do which i hate i'm gonna do it we have to we have to hold on hold on what we have to Positive thoughts and vibes out into the universe that DMX gets better. Oh yeah, dude! I did. Okay. It completely slipped my mind. Now he is off of yeah, so. uh, um, life. Was it was he on life support? What was it that he was on, or was he just on? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Either way, I did see uh, DMX. I did see actually overdosed, had a heart attack, and he's in bad shape. So I want to. I don't do thoughts and prayers because I don't necessarily, I'm not a prayer guy. So I want to do positive thoughts and vibes into the universe for DMX. Hopefully he pulls through because he is one of my favorite artists. Yeah. So, I, and I asked you, I go, Hey, do you, do you know enough of his catalog? Do you know enough about him to talk about this beyond what happened to him? You're like, well, I can, meaning you could teach me something about him. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm not going to do that. You have to discover <laughs> You have so it was funny after I saw that story, I revisited uh, a couple albums and fuck man, there's they're still to me to me, I know like we had this conversation about kids who are into hip hop today, don't know who these guys are, like Biggie Tupac, DMX, but to me, those song a lot of those songs still stand the test of time and we're way ahead of their time and they still they're still a thing. But the average person would Don't know like would know like two songs from DMX, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like mainly because they've been in like movies and shit. I would say the one that I think most 
Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Yeah, up in up here. In, that's probably the one that everyone knows. Okay, that or uh, is the song called X Gonna Give It To You? Is that? Yes. That's how, what the song name is? Yeah. I would say those that two one, are like the main ones that people would know. I mean, ever there are so many songs from his first two records that everyone should know. And uh, and I think anyway. I think even one of those uh, would be, a lot of people would just be like, oh, the one where he barks in it. That one. How dare you <laughs> and anyone who says that. God damn it. Um, All right. Well, to get back to what I was going to say earlier before we start talking about DMX. Um, so something that you don't like to do is promote yourself very well. You'll promote the shit out of this show, but you don't promote yourself very much. And I, I kind of respect that because it's like you, you'll promote yourself if somebody asks you to promote yourself or like tries to bring it on you, but you're not, you're not one to be like, just get up in somebody's face and be like, dude, this is me. This is what I'm doing. This kind of thing. I respect that. However, we should be promoting the hell out of Rocky Rocky, which is your new, or do you consider a project? Sure. Okay. So what made you choose to do it by a name, like a project by a name versus just going by Patrick Blair solo? Or is it because you have other people involved? Uh, I chose a project name because no one cares about me or who I am. <laughs> who gives a fuck? No one cares. <laughs> That's it. Okay. You knew the answer to that question before you asked it. I don't even know why you bothered. I just had to have you say it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. give uh, me give me a quick break breakdown of who was involved with this new project, Rocky Rocky, because you did just put out a new song called Hope, which is badass, by the way. Yeah. I freaking loved it. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. But so, who all was involved? Who did you record with, and all that good stuff? Um, okay, so it's just it's essentially me writing songs, taking well honestly taking songs that i've had for a very long time and i finally just said you know what i want to record these but i don't want to do it you know uh solo you know whether it be acoustically or anything like that i wanted it to take what i had and and build them into songs like if they were belong to a band um so i got uh my buddy nick from Mont streets manhattan um he recorded the guitars and bass um, mainly because I, uh, I'll say this, he likes to, he's really good at taking what I do and taking the skeleton of something and creating something that is a little more, a little more, uh, we'll call it full song and he'll know I'll like it because we like the same shit. I call him the, the riff whisperer. We've actually called him that before. He just has a knack for like hearing something and go, yeah, it's cool. What if we did it this way? Uh, not rewriting your riff, just somehow, like, I don't know. It's just like he, I don't know. He puts a filter on your riff. I don't know. If there were like a riff filter, that's what he does. Just makes it cooler. So, um, so, so I, I'm working with him. He's working with me. He's, he's, we've recorded two songs. So he's done the guitars and bass on both. Um, and that was the other thing too. I didn't want to walk into a studio and just take me and a guitar and me record all the music. Cause then it's just the same old idea. It's always been, you know, mm -hmm. uh, cause I kind of get inside my own head and I have a really hard time. Like once I've written something, I have a really hard time changing it, you know, but I'm working with Dan Marcella. 
Um, that's who's recording it, producing it. Um, so he has a very good ear for things too. So it technically could have been just me, but I really like working with Nick. Um, like I said, he's, he's really good at writing shit that I like. So, and he was more than happy to do so. Um, so it, it really just us two. Okay. Um, and then Dan's producing it, recording it, um, engineering it, whatever you want to say. Um, and then I had on hope I had our buddy bond come in and he recorded some guitars on it as well. Nice. Just, uh, a few parts. So, um, uh, yeah. So really it's a, I call it's a project. It's me, Nick. And then if other people want to get involved, they can, you know, I yeah. just kind of, we feel it out. Uh, the second song, which is technically done. I mean, it's not mixed yet, but the, the second song was just Nick and I, we didn't really, uh, we didn't have anyone else come in on it. So that'll be out. I don't know. Uh, soon. I guess I'll wait probably a month and a half. Okay. So yeah. Uh, the project's called Rocky Rocky. The song's called Hope. Go check it out. I like it. What now? You, sounds you, like sounds like me. <laughs> now you have social know. media set up for Rocky Rocky too, right? So it's Rocky yeah. underscore Rocky underscore STL on Instagram, right? Good question. Let Did I look. make that up? I don't. You might have. I have I, no idea. Listen, I don't pay attention to these you know, things. People don't understand. Like when I I made the made the joke that you don't like to promote yourself or anything. But yeah. you didn't ever tell me what this project was called or anything. And you just followed me on social media. And I had no idea who it was for over two weeks. <laughs> I had no idea who you were. <laughs> I just thought it was a random, or yeah, just random. That's how you should do it. <laughs> if I had told you, if I had told you and then sent you music. I would have blocked it for sure. You would have you <laughs> been like, well, now I kind of, now I have to listen to it. And now I have to be nice. Oh right? Jesus! Yeah, that's me. You know how it's I am. The way you, that's the way you find out if people really like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's Rocky <laughs> underscore Rocky underscore STL, or just search Rocky Rocky. You'll find it. Find it on YouTube. There's a YouTube page. There's a Twitter page and a Facebook page. However, not much is there because I really hate Facebook and I only can handle so many Twitter pages at once. Um, yeah, you have so a really, lot. Huh? You have a lot of Instagram pages. Yeah, but Instagram's easier to manage. I feel. Yeah. But also Instagram can function as a website. Yeah, it's true. Facebook used to be that way. And when I set up the Facebook page for this fucking project, I, I was so pissed off about five <laughs> minutes into it. I was almost going to give. I was like, you know what? It doesn't need a Facebook. And honestly, it doesn't. I haven't done anything on it. Um, I've posted a few things and I haven't I haven't promoted it. I don't I don't think I have any followers. It's fine. <laughs> I like Instagram for that shit better. Um, and YouTube. So anyway. Go check it out. If you're listening, go check Absolutely, it out. I yeah. appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. the love. Yeah. You can stream it. Yes, you can go on Spotify. As much as I hate Spotify, it's there. Now, can, uh, we, can we buy it now? I haven't searched this no, morning, but not yet. we still can't buy Something it? Something happened. Okay. I kind of put a rush on it through the distributor to get it out. And, okay. Um, it'll be on iTunes soon. So. Okay. Perfect. Thank you for making me promote myself. I no appreciate problem, that. man. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's good. Look, 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 all things considered, we've talked about music on the show a lot. I've talked about my experiences. Let me just say this. This is nothing but putting, I'm not, this is just me putting shit out because I love to fucking play right. and I love to record. Right. Love to put, it, that's it. That's it. So there's, there's no, there's nothing else here other than two guys who really fucking love music, who, who put themselves in a situation to write some songs and release them. Right. So 
Well, hope people like it. I well, mean, this is probably is it is this is a different this a different way than you've ever done it because like now this is like you just you're running the show like you're doing things your way because this is your thing versus there's not like five or six different brains in the mix trying to do one the same thing. Yeah, this is truly the first time that I've ever done something on my own. Nice. Yes, and so far yes. it's going pretty well. So far, so good. Nice, awesome. Yeah, and see, I don't see how it could go wrong. Um, it could go wrong if Nick says, you know what, dude, I'm thinking I'm going to bow out of this and I'd have to like buy guitars and shit. So that would suck, <laughs> but that's fine. If, they, if it comes to that point, that's cool too. I haven't recorded a lick of guitar or bass in fucking 15 years. Probably. I, I couldn't even tell you the last time. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. It's been a while. It's been, it's, it's what year is it? It's 2021. I don't know. It's been it's been at least ten years. So whatever. If it comes to that, I'll do that too. No big deal. It's okay. just it, again, it's just for fun, just for for the love of it and getting it out there. So right. stop making me talk about it, please. Okay. Well, anyways, everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody listening, Rocky, Rocky, go listen. Hope new track, awesome. Do you have anything? And for those of you wondering, I made Colt not ask it. No, there's no story behind the name. It's just I thought it was catchy. That's it. Just thought it thought it sat well. I thought it looked good. Okay, what so. about one last question? What about the artwork that you used? Is there anything behind that? For the song, for the single? Yeah. Uh no, just I again, so again, I this is the first time I've done artwork artwork by myself. Oh, nice. Okay. Me choosing it, me working on it, me photo whatever the case may be. So, no, it's just uh I just thought it went well with the title. Hope at the end of the tunnel. That's 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 basically that. Nice. And then again, left it open, open for interpretation, you know? Yeah. So I gotcha. Yeah. It really is the first time I've ever done all of this by myself, all of the social media, all of the posting, all of the, the distribution, all everything. It's, it's so, I mean, is it, is it nerve wracking or is it more like a weight off of your shoulders that you get to no, do it all? It's fucking easy. I, I didn't need, to be honest with you. I didn't realize it was this easy. <laughs> I don't know why I've ever, anyway, anyway don't make me go further. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, you got that tattoo Easter, appointment. Got Easter egg hunt. You got that tattoo appointment this afternoon, right? So we better get off here. Gutter punk poser. <laughs> All right. And we're out.